Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Laura who is an online coach herself and I think I actually know of you from when we both used to compete but now we've obviously both taken a bit of a step back from bodybuilding um, and I thought that it would be really good to cover on today's podcast how we can balance a social life with body composition or performance related goals. So as an introduction for those who might not know of you so well, how did you get into the fitness industry in the first place and how long have you been coaching for? So I first got into fitness, it was probably back in like 2013. I think my boyfriend at the time, he kind of, he was into the gym. So I was like, oh, I'll come with you sort of thing. I was at uni at the time. So I didn't like take it seriously. Like obviously living the uni life and drinking more than I should have and going out and all of that. So didn't take it quite so seriously. So that was through uni. And then I did my PT qualification once I finished uni back in 2016 um, and sort of got into, into fitness that way, started off as a PT and obviously then PT'd up until first lockdown and then sort of took my business online and that's how I sort of became an online coach. But yeah, in terms of fitness, I started when I was sort of in uni. What, how, how many years ago is that now? Like eight not eight years ago I feel old now <laughs> about eight years ago I started sort of getting into the gym I never really took it seriously until obviously then I started competing in 2017. Nice and when was the last time you competed out of interest? What so that was in 2018 so I did three shows in 2018 so I did one in like July I did Northwest in September and then I did finals in um in the October, I think. So for that year of 2018, I dieted from like the January right up until, until the, yeah, I think the October was British final. So um, it was a long slog of dieting that year. But Yeah, um, it's it was- interesting because you started personal training actually at a very similar time to what I did. I did my PT course in 2015. So it's pretty much like the same time. And yeah. it's interesting that you went from being like a gym floor PT to online as well. I think it really helps to have that background when you're going into like online coaching. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think actually working with clients face to face and actually yeah, getting to know them and understanding, you know, how people work and, and all of that it is, is important. So no, I did. I did enjoy that. It came with its difficult times, long hours, as you probably know. And I think when you know, I was like prepping during most of the time that I worked as a gym for PT, I was doing bodybuilding. So, you know, getting up at six to see clients for that also doing all of the, the training and everything that, that's demanding, that's demanding of bodybuilding. It was it took its toll to say, to say the yeah. least but it was it was good yeah I can fully relate to that so first of all have you always had a balance between your personal social life and fitness related goals or is that something for you that's come with time throughout your training career so I think as I said obviously when I was at uni there was there was a lot of balance but maybe swayed more so to the social side of things so I I kind of got into fitness and it was just sort of there in the background starting to enjoy it a bit more and as I sort of got into it more and started to enjoy it more maybe I took it a bit more seriously but yeah I think there was more balance but swayed over to the socializing side of things than to the training side of things and then obviously when I competed as you know as many bodybuilders know there there is no balance that that word doesn't exist in in bodybuilding it's you're all you're all in on that so there wasn't any as I said for that 2018 you know going out for meals and stuff going out drinking all of that didn't happen it was very much just focused on that goal which 
which at the time, like, I loved, don't get me wrong. And I, like, I've always said I've loved every part of, like, my bodybuilding career. I, career, I call it a career, it's not a career, but you know what I mean? that part of my life absolutely loved it um but um then after that once I stopped competing in 2018 I then took I took time away from tracking I took time away from well I didn't take time away from the gym it was always there but I wasn't on a fit fixed like training program and um yeah just I guess that was more of a balanced year for me and just re-establishing some balance in my life and then now I am training for a half Ironman so Again, I've got some balance in my life. I go out for meals most weeks and, you know, I, I drink occasionally, but equally it is more of an extreme goal. So, um, but yeah, I, I do have some more balance in my life now than, you know, opposed to the bodybuilding side of things where absolutely no balance I had. <laughs> and now you have got that balance in your life again after a period of time without it. Do you ever feel like that's something that you would completely sacrifice? again for a goal or do you feel like you'll always like fight to almost maintain that um yeah I because I, I, love, I love social well I say that I love socializing on occasion I'm not one of those people that needs to go out like you know three times a week to see friends I'm not I love my friends and all of that but I don't feel as though I'm, I'm like right what we're doing this weekend Friday night Saturday night, I don't I don't feel I need that but so for me balance is you know going out for a nice meal on a on a Wednesday night and maybe having like a couple of gins on on a Saturday for me that that's balance I think it's different for for everyone um what was the question I can't remember what the question was again <laughs> so now you've like almost re-established that balance like would you ever give it up completely again like you might have done no no I don't I don't think so I think that I I, I need that I, need, I do need that part of my life um there I wouldn't want to yeah completely sacrifice it again no um yeah. I think it is important and it, I think it, it'll come it's at like different levels as I said like for some people balance is you know going out for for drinks every single night or something but for me that balance is you know the occasional drink here and the odd meal out there and that that works for me yeah I think that's a really important point actually to emphasize that balance is not something that is like a one-size-fits-all thing I think it is very individual because not everyone needs the same amount of like freedom not everyone needs the same amount of social occasions over the weekend so you can almost find your own version of balance I think it find it takes a while for you to find what yours is but mm -hmm. you shouldn't necessarily strive towards what someone else is doing with their life you should find a balance between training nutrition and your social life your personal life that works for you I think the more like for me the more I've got into my fitness the more I realize that that adds a lot more to my life than getting getting pissed at the weekend or like again the occasional night out I absolutely love it don't get me wrong I'm not like anyone else but like it's not something that I crave because I do get so much fulfillment from you know from the training that I do seeing myself like progressing with you know when I do a better run or my swims got better or whatever that may be like that brings me fulfillment as well so I think that as well like sort of finding what works for you in fitness and that brings you that fulfillment you then don't have to you know go out every weekend to to sort of blow off steam or whatever it may be so that's how that's how I see it anyway yeah I completely agree with that and so for most of the population who don't have extreme goals such as stepping on stage do you think it's realistic for them to be able to maintain a social life whilst making progress towards their goals whatever they might be mm -hmm. yeah 100% like I just said I think it's um I think 
finding again when we come back to that balance and like not having to go out every like every single night and um and not having to drink every single night whatever that may be um i think that sorry say the question say the question again so for the majority of the population those who don't have extreme goals so they're not wanting to like step on stage or um do an iron man or whatever do you feel like it's realistic for them to be able to maintain a social life whilst they still make progress towards their goals yeah definitely i think that you know when we're not um focusing like on like extreme body like composition goals you know every calorie doesn't matter you know if you miss the odd training session like that doesn't that doesn't really matter so like the odd meal out or the odd drink out or whatever like that's not gonna completely ruin your progress and then something that i say to my clients is that you still have to be if you do want to make progress and you know there's a reason people get into, into fitness if you do want to make progress you still have to put in the work to some level you can have that balance of course you can go out as i said three times a week whatever that may be but then you've got to still be willing to put in the work on like the fitness side of things that's yeah that's how i would see it anyway yeah i completely agree and i think what's important is that people are realistic with their expectations so yeah yeah if someone is wanting to maintain balance and maintain a social life then they can't expect the results of say a bodybuilder who's literally dedicating every single hour of their day to their goal so it's fine like i think everyone is entitled to live in their life in the way that they want to live it and for the majority of the population it is beneficial for them to maintain a social life while still progressing towards their goals it will positively contribute to their health enjoyment of the process long-term success but they also have to be realistic with their expectations and they can't go looking at like bodybuilders on social media and thinking why why don't i look like that I found people have, you know, when people have inquired about coaching with me, more so when I was bodybuilding, they're like, I want to look like you. And I'm like, that's really nice. That's really flattering. But the level of sacrifice that takes, like, and that's not me saying you will, you'll never look like that. Of course, if you want to look like that, we can work together and we can try and look like that. But accept that, you know, you can't then be yeah, socializing and drinking and eating out. And again, something I say to my clients, is yes if you want to go out we can work around it but accept that maybe that week your progress may be slower maybe accept that you might see a maintain that week and if you're if you're okay with seeing a maintain that week then cool let's do it if actually you know your goal is really close and let's say you're going on holiday you want to feel your best and you want to hit a certain goal then maybe we actually don't do that that week and we wait until you've hit your goal and then we we add in you know that night out or whatever it may be yeah definitely i think the easiest from my experience from coaching i think the easiest situation to maintain like a good social life and quite a lot of flexibility is when someone just wants to like make progress for life without a specific deadline so they haven't got like a photo shoot or something that has a specific date and actually they're just wanting to improve their health body composition and training performance for themselves for the rest of their life as opposed to having yeah. a deadline yeah 100 percent. yeah if if that if that's the goal if you're just wanting to feel better um you know and, and naturally i think as you start to look after yourself you're naturally going to start to look better but if the goal isn't solely to hit a certain weight or get visible abs or whatever that may be then yeah it, it, you can have that just more relaxed approach you can just enjoy enjoy feeling fitter enjoy going to the gym and that sort of and enjoy yeah everything about it 
Yeah, definitely. And are there any particular approaches from a nutrition perspective that you think are really good at enabling us to have that balance? So, well, personally, I've always used the um, if it fits your macros, flexible dieting approach, even during my competition prep, actually, which I know a lot of people are on set nutrition plans. Um, that just didn't work for me. I just got very good at tracking my tracking my food and that enables me, enabled me and still enables me to, to, you know, have a bit of what I fancy. So I definitely think the flexible dieting and understanding what's in your food, because then that's a skill when you've been tracking, that's then a skill you can then transfer over, you know, and, and have that for life. So for me right now, I don't, I don't track my food at all. I think I've done it for, for that many years. I know sort of, you know, calories and things and things like that. I do generally tend to eat the same thing sort of day to day, but that tracking side of things I think is, is really useful for then if you want you to incorporate, you know, a meal out or if you want to incorporate, you know, a glass of Prosecco rather than that apple as a snack. Like if you want to use those calories or something else, I think it is, it is a really good approach. Yeah, that's a really interesting point as well. And I think it's nice to hear you say that so that people realise if they do follow the approach of tracking their food, it teaches them so much. It can be incredibly useful. It allows flexibility rather than being solely restrictive, but it doesn't have to be for the rest of their lives. So once they've done it for a period of time, like you did and like I did, you've then got that knowledge like ingrained in you for the rest of your life and you can use that and you don't have to continue to track every single gram of food that you have throughout the rest of your life <laughs> you don't have to be chained to my fitness pal forever no exactly I've not used my fitness pal in quite a while in quite a while but it is something a tool that the majority of my clients do use and I try and yeah get that point across them that this isn't forever but if you put in the work now and you can understand you know for a period of time understand what's in your food then those those habits will then stay with you and that's that's not me saying like every day you have to track something different the majority of my days look exactly the same and I'm just copy and pasting meals over well when I was tracking copy and pasting meals over um but it then just allows you to understand what's in food and then as I said before if then your snack your snacks let's say you've got a couple hundred calories you can then use them one day for you know some chocolate one day for some um, prosecco whatever that may be so yeah it's a useful tool yeah and do you find tracking or following a flexible approach to nutrition has been beneficial for your own and client's relationship with food as well as opposed to following like a rigid meal plan yeah I think when so before I got into fitness so I struggled with an eating disorder had anorexia for like eight years or something for a long time and I just saw all food as bad like whether it was a potato or whether it was chicken or whatever that was like I just like thought oh they're, they're just going to make me fat whereas now I understand you know the different macronutrients and the different calories in foods and yeah just got a better understanding of food and yeah understanding how it how it fuels me and you know that it's not all all bad so it definitely helps my um my relationship with food and also understanding as I said that you can have you know a bit of chocolate thrown in there every day and it's not it's not the devil I think a lot of people think you know when you're when you're dieting it's like I've just got to eat some chicken and some veg and like the majority of my food don't get me wrong is made up of lean protein and, and lots of veggies I like fueling my body but um, you can also have that bit of what you fancy to to keep you sane and you can still have that in and a lot of my clients are, are sort of realizing that and when I send over like their initial sort of like food plan or food guide uh like template they see you know chocolate on there or a couple of digestives or whatever that may be and they're like well i can i can eat this while i'm dieting I'm like yeah you can so it's nice to be able to teach people that for sure 
Yeah, exactly. And do you think it's harder to maintain a social life and maintain quite a lot of flexibility if someone has body composition related goals as opposed to purely performance related goals? Do you think there has to be a greater level of sacrifice to some extent there? Um, I'm just trying to, yeah, I think with the body composition goal, because you have to be so on it with every single calorie and every single, you know, food timing matters and things when, when the body composition goal is more extreme, it does make it more, more challenging as opposed to a performance-based goal. Um, you know, if you go over slightly on your calories, it actually, it's probably going to fuel you better for, for your run the next day or whatever that may be. Um, so yeah, I feel as though maybe there's a greater level of sacrifice from the body composition side of things to the performance. I know that with my performance based goal now, I can afford to, you know, go out and maybe eat more so than when I was dieting for, well, dieting for photo shoots. I didn't go out when I was bodybuilding, but for photo shoots, for example, um, yeah, I have more flexibility now for sure. Um, but that being said, I do have to be um smart with my training and make sure that you know I'm not doing like I don't know let's say I go out for a meal that's going to be really rich I don't then want to go out the next day and have to do a 20 kilometer run when I've been you know eating all these foods and potentially drinking a bit so um it does take still a bit of planning but maybe not as restrictive as a body composition goal yeah and out of interest Laura this is just me like asking about you personally so I know you have obviously the performance related goal now when you're trying to improve your running performance but you're not tracking your food what sort of like targets do you have to hit in your own head at the moment and what do you take into account from a nutrition perspective so I yeah I think at the moment I'm just making sure that I'm eating enough because I have I think this week is about a 14 hour training week so they are varying sort of between 12 to 15 hours so making sure I'm eating enough for one but the um, main thing is I have three main meals across the day which um yeah all contain a, a decent amount of protein in so I get a hit all my protein from my three main meals um, I make sure that there's a carbohydrate source with each of those meals and I make sure that I pile my plate high with lots of veg. So I make sure within those three meals, I hit all of like my like health goals, if, if you like, and make sure I'm sort of fueling my body with goodness. And then outside of that, I snack on just a really high carbohydrate food. So I eat a hell of a lot of saurine. I eat a hell of a lot of cereal. Um, but yeah, I, I mainly rely on, yeah, I mainly break it down into those three main meals, making sure that, yeah good protein source carbohydrate source and loads of veg so i can just make sure i'm as healthy as possible yeah nice it's just interesting and i think it'll be interesting for the listeners to hear what you take into account when you're not tracking food but you are still working towards a performance related goals a goal yeah. and you need to make sure that you are fueled adequately and that you're able to recover because you, at the end of the day you would not be able to do your training hours if you just sort of like had no guidelines to hit and you had nothing that you were taking into account so I think it's just useful for, for people to hear that when you're not tracking it doesn't mean that you have to throw everything you know out the window and you can still work to some guidelines and some like lifestyle factors to hit that will help you move forwards 
Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't stop. Tra- well, actually, when I first stopped tracking after bodybuilding, maybe I went a bit crazy then and just sort of ate what I wanted. But my yeah, the fundamentals and the routine that I keep in place is exactly the same as how it looked when I was tracking my food. Um, the the three main meals that I have across the day, I make sure I'm getting fueled from from all of those, and that's where I get all of my yeah my goodness, my my health comes from from all of those meals for sure. Yeah, it's really nice to hear because I think people have a tendency to be like all or nothing rather than being willing to like sit in the middle ground and have some guidelines whilst enjoying some freedom and most people would actually benefit from sitting in that middle ground like where you are now um so that you can still move forwards but enjoy plenty of flexibility and maybe have more of a focus on health and performance as opposed to purely focusing on their body composition for example yeah, I think having a performance-based goal, even when I was bodybuilding, actually, I, I was training for a half marathon at yeah. the same time. I'm just weird like that, but um, I like to to do both. And when, obviously, I'm not focusing solely on body composition now, but I do keep that still in mind because I want to maintain a body composition that is going to help with my racing. Obviously, if I was, you know, in my off seasons maybe I got up to about 70 kilos. I sit around 62, 63 now. Obviously, if I was at that uh, you know if I was up at 70 kilos I'd find it difficult to run or to do anything so I still keep an eye out on my body composition but it's less so that I'm like oh god have I got have I got abs have I got a vein there like it's not as maybe as obsessive as it was when I was bodybuilding but I still keep an eye on it and that's why again I fuel my body with lots of goodness rather than just being like oh I'm doing loads of running so I can just eat yeah. chocolate and out of interest do you think that having a performance focus helps with your body image and having less body preoccupation than when you are solely like body composition focused yeah 100% i am um, when i was yeah when i was bodybuilding like it, my progress was solely determined on did i have more of a visible ab or has my weight come down whereas now i can you know base my progress on you know have i run faster today and it does take away from just focusing solely on your body composition even if you have a bit of a you know oh, i'm not feeling too great today in terms of like i feel a bit bloated or whatever if you've beaten your i don't know you've beaten your run time or your, or your bike time you know that that gives you that fulfillment that makes you like actually you know what i'm smashing it i might not I might be a bit bloated today but you know I'm smashing I'm smashing my goals so it does take away from just solely because when you know you, you see all these fluctuations in the scale weight and sometimes that can be um that can sort of bring you down You're like oh well I worked so hard yesterday and my weight's gone up still and then if you solely determine your progress on that like you just it's just yeah it's a bit demoralizing really isn't it yeah exactly and in reality fluctuations are normal like on a daily basis yeah. so accepting that is just it will help you massively because your stress levels will just reduce tenfold as opposed to you overanalyzing every minor fluctuation that happens. Being accepting of that can just be an absolute game changer. And so what advice would you give to anyone from a nutrition perspective who might be going on a night out where there's food and alcohol that wants to minimize the negative effects that the event might have on their progress? So um, this is yeah, something I say to my clients and still something I, I do myself personally, even though, you know, 
my my goal maybe isn't body composition it's still i've still got goals so i make sure i've hit all my like non-negotiables before i even go to that event so whether that be i still keep an eye out on my steps you know if i've got training to do that day um i make sure i've done i've got it done if i've got two sessions sometimes i've got double sessions to do so i make sure i've got those done um i make sure obviously as a sort of step target i try and make sure i've hit as much protein and as much like like micronutrients as possible so within maybe like my breakfast maybe I'll combine like my breakfast and my lunch and have maybe like a sort of a brunch style meal and have just as I said a good portion of protein a good portion of veg and again just another one of my like fueling normal meals um so I pull calories down slightly during the day um if let's say we're going out in the evening for example for a meal and drinks I make sure I hit all my water for the day. So, you know, at least three to four liters. I've drunk all of that from across the day. So all of like my fitness side of stuff has sort of been taken care of. And then I can just be like, you know what? I not deserve this night out, but I can enjoy this night out because I know I've paid attention to my, my other goals as well. And again, that's something I say to my clients is if you want balance, you actually have to do balance. You've got to put in the work on the fitness side of things if you then want to. I'm not saying it's like a trade-off, like, oh, it's a reward, but you have to, if you do have a goal and you want to still progress towards that goal, you can't be like, well, actually I'm going out tonight. So oh, I'll train, you know, I'll do my training another time or oh, I won't hit my water or those side of uh, those kind of things. It is still important to to hit all of those things. So yeah, pull back on my calories, drink lots of water, get all my steps done, training, get it all ticked off so I can just enjoy my night out yeah definitely and so with that in mind with you saying you know you're going to get your training done beforehand would you recommend that they try and program the next day when they might potentially be a little bit hungover or not feel their best as a rest day yeah if possible and again i've done to be fair i've done some really great training sessions when i've been hungover i don't know what it is about me but i have trained really well when i'm hungover maybe i'm just a bit strange but obviously yeah if you can avoid training that following day if you can get all your training done from across the week and that may mean as may mean as i said doubling up on a session so that you don't have to do that one on the sunday let's say you go out on the saturday um so if you can move that session for sure um or suck it up and do it if you want to if you want to if you want to keep progressing i would i would you know it depends what the session is obviously if you're having to go out on a 20 kilometer run and you're really hung over then maybe not don't, don't do that but you know getting out getting some fresh air at, at least is gonna it's gonna at least help as well so at least get your walk in that's what i would say to clients yeah and obviously some people are a little bit more prone to overeating when they've had a drink so they might get in from a night out and be prone to snacking or they might be prone to getting something on the way home from a night out or when they're hungover wanting to comfort eat what could those people consider doing to sort of combat that and help them sort of stay on track towards their goals whatever they might be so hmm. I mean I've never been like a big like after a night out go for food I'm, I'm one of them to like go go to bed as soon as possible but I would say the following day you know let's say you are hungover like you're I know it's easy to say when you're not hungover but your body is really just craving like goodness to help it feel better and I know everyone just wants like a pizza or just crap to help them feel better and you never feel better after you've eaten a pizza I don't care what anyone says like you feel full and you feel gross so where possible I would always say trying to get out and get some fresh air and just get out on a walk and try and just like walk off the, the hangover or whatever it may be and where possible trying to get some nutrients into the body and as I said before I know that sounds really like oh 
so fitness like but, but I feel as though trying to get some goodness into your body and whether that's like making rather than getting a Chinese you know making your own stir fry or something something along those lines that's going to be far you know better for you and not going to dehydrate you and just actually make you feel worse so yeah that was that's that's my approach anyway like I do just crave goodness after a night out so I just want to pile my plate up with lots of lots of goodness yeah so. I think sometimes as well, like having a big glass of water when you get in or trying to have a glass of water between alcoholic drinks can help. Um, it can help prevent you being quite as hungover the next day. And it can also make sure that you're not mistaking thirst for hunger, which some people can sometimes do. And if someone is really prone to like wanting comfort food when, they were, when they're hungover, maybe make sure that they have alternatives to that comfort food in the house so they're not just prone to like overeating and ordering takeaways so they could for example make sure that they have some eggs and um some chicken sausages and beans or whatever they want to have and make their own like version of a breakfast that isn't quite as full of grease and <laughs> a little bit more appropriate in terms of hitting their protein target and getting nutrients into their body like you said um those things can help massively i think yeah i always have this filled up next to my bed like whenever wherever i go if i'm staying away or if i'm at home my water bottle is always filled up with a bit of squash in there as well um and then yeah as you said like making better alternatives to to the takeaway or, or whatever it is that that you're that you think you're craving um but as i said you're usually just tired so your body's actually just craving sleep it's not even just it's probably not craving um the the food that that you want so yeah a bit of activity a bit of fresh air lots of water and some um yeah some better food choices potentially and if someone has a fat loss goal so they're trying to sustain a calorie deficit what drinks would you advise and do you have ad any advice say someone was at a social occasion where there's a buffet is there anything that they could put into place that might help them sustain a calorie deficit if their goal is fat loss so yeah i guess on the alcohol side of things um something like a, a sort of clear um spirit and diet mixer that, that's going to be probably your best bet maybe the odd glass of prosecco but it depends on what volumes you're drinking these things in like you can pick all the low calorie drinks you want but if you're having 20 of them it, it's not really gonna, it's not really going to make any difference so trying to maybe if your goal is fat loss maybe not going over the top because obviously all those calories from all those drinks is going to add up but a clear spirit and a diet mixer is always my go-to i'm always a gin and slimline tonic personally um and the buffet side of things um again i would try and eat something before you go out so you're not getting to that buffet being like oh my god look at all this food choice i want one of everything that's obviously not gonna gonna benefit you so try and have something before before you go out i would say so you're not getting there feeling absolutely starving and then i guess it just depends if it's going to be one of those like beige kids style buffet then there's not really going to be a best bet all i would say is trying just not to not to over overdo it and like i said trying to eat something beforehand so you're not then just starving and and having everything from the buffet i'm sure there's always some thing healthier on the buffet whether that be like some salad load you plate up, play up with salad and then maybe some sort of protein source where if even if that is like battered chicken or something like just something proteiny um and trying to get yeah as much as much sort of salady bits in there as possible as well yeah and i think with buffets as well it can be so easy to overeat if you're just like picking all night so if you can stick to one plate and actually just get a plate full of what you want that will 
decrease your likelihood of excessively overeating which if your goal is fat loss and you're trying to sustain a calorie deficit is important so yeah if people stick to maybe one plate as opposed to just like picking all night it's probably a better bet yeah it's so easy to do though isn't it you're just like oh just have one more just have one more so yeah as you said one one plate and then leave it then it's done and then focus on your gin and tonics yeah. and stuff and not only will that help with like obviously sustaining a calorie deficit, but also with digestion, if you actually sit down to eat and you chew your food properly and you plate it up um, and you actually sit down to enjoy it, your digestion will be so much better as opposed to you standing up, eating off of the buffet yeah. or like whilst you're chatting, having a conversation and things like that as well. You don't realize what you're eating. And then also I say that to my clients, as you, as you just said, when they go out for meals, you know, when you, I think when people go out for meals, they just think like, oh my God, I'm going out for dinner. Like I can have start a main dessert and have three bottles of wine and people just get so overexcited. And it's like, but it's just, it's just another meal. So you can still socialize and be around people and just have your, you know, your main course, enjoy what's on your plate. And you know, that that's fine. You're socializing, still enjoying it. It doesn't have to be oh my God, I'm going out for dinner and it's going to be 2000 calories. Like it doesn't need to be that. So being, as you say, mindful while you're, while you're eating, you know, putting your knife and fork down between each mouthful, just enjoying the company and being present. Um, it doesn't have to actually, you know, it doesn't have to be a 2000 calorie ordeal. It can just literally be like a six, 700 calorie meal and, and it's fine. It doesn't have to impact progress. Yeah. And also I think it's important to point out that social occasions don't just have to be about the food and alcohol that's there. At the end of the day, they are there for people to get together. They're about the company that you're in. And if you make sure that you recognize that and the importance of that, it will shift your focus. So you're not just going to meals out and thinking solely about the food that's going to be there or solely about getting drunk or whatever it might be but you're actually thinking about the company that you're going to be in and the quality conversations that you could have um and enjoying that human connection as well yeah because that's what it's about ultimately isn't it it's about being around being around other people and that's definitely something i missed when i was like prepping for my bodybuilding shows for sure i think it was less about going out for meals and drinks it was just about the company because a lot of social occasions are around food and drink aren't they so um so yeah that's definitely what what people do crave is being around good people so yeah, so, yeah. exactly and i think just recognizing that will help people help enable people to enjoy those occasions and not think that they're going to completely sabotage their progress. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, what people want is your company. They want your presence and they want you to be there. It doesn't really affect other people what you're putting inside your mouth and you can choose what you decide to based on what your goals are and what your priorities are at that moment in time. Yeah. Don't feel pressured to to have something if, if you don't, if your goal is your goal and you maybe don't want to quite go all out with the food or have, you know, 20 egg bombs, like you don't have to do, you don't have to do that. Um, and also um, it's worth realizing as well. So again, something I say to my clients is it's one meal across the week of what, 7.20, 21 meals or something like that. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, as long as you've done, if your goal still is fat loss or progression, whatever the goal is, if you've done everything else perfectly across the week, you've not missed your training, you know, you've hit your steps, your water, all your food and everything. Actually, that one meal out is a, a, a couple of percent, a couple of percent of your week, if that. So um, try not to get too too stressed about about that as well. You can still continue to make progress. Yeah. And also, I think something that people often get caught up in is when they eat out, they almost feel like they have to devour everything that's on their plate. And 
especially if your goal is fat loss, you know, it will increase your chances of staying in a calorie deficit if you leave food on your plate. But also if your goal isn't fat loss, it's probably going to make you feel a little bit shit if you eat until the point you're uncomfortably full. So if you're partway through your meal and you feel satisfied, I think leaving food on your plate is the best option because it's going to leave you feeling a lot better that day and the next day as well. So I think accepting for people that they don't have to eat everything in front of them is really important. Yeah, I completely agree. And again, it's something I say as well. You don't have to eat to the point of, you know, that you're rolling out of the restaurant and you feel uncomfortably full and it's washed down with wine. And then, you know, and then it has that knock on effect as well. You feel, you know, you feel full, you feel lethargic, you're dehydrated. You then might not sleep too well because you've got poor digestion and then you feel tired the next day. So you don't want to train. It just has that knock on, knock on impact as well. So yeah, as you said, just being, I say, I say to my clients, you're not a kid, like just eat like an adult. (laughs) It's fine. Just eat like an adult. We don't have to, it's not a kid in the candy store. Just, you know, be calm with it. Yeah. And it is obviously easier said than done, but when you put those things into into place, I think it can help people enjoy social occasions more and relax around them, knowing that they don't have to negatively impact their goals, their health, and that they can still move forwards and enjoy them whilst progressing towards their goals. Yeah, I think it's important to still to still enjoy them. Um, but as I said, when when it comes to to balance, you know, if you do want to ha- have balance with your fitness and with your socializing, it does have to be balanced. And it, and it takes time as well. Like, I don't think it's not just something that, you know, you start on a fitness journey and then all of a sudden you've got this perfect balance of I train really well and I eat out like I've been doing I say I say this all the time but I've been doing like fitness for like eight years it's taken me a long time to establish a good balance I've gone from one extreme to the other extreme and just finding that middle ground where I you know I do make like my training just gets done regardless of you know like what's going on or whatever like these things just happen and you know I can still make progress and go out but it has taken time and I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves especially especially when they start out in fitness and you know I'm sure the same with you with new clients and they probably get frustrated because they see their weight go up because they went out for a meal and you know it it does take time so I think also just being kind to yourself and accepting that yeah are there any other pieces of advice that you would give to people who want to progress towards their goals and still enjoy their life and still enjoy social occasions before we finish off um another piece of advice uh i think make sure you whatever the goal is make sure you that goal is right for you and you enjoy that goal because then ultimately you're going to find better balance in still achieving that goal and you know your social life if you actually want to achieve that goal there's no point in you know someone signing up to a half ironman like i am but they hate doing every part of it so they're never going to establish that balance so yeah finding a goal that's right for you um whether that's body composition whether that's just enjoying life whatever that is i think that's that's an important one as well i think that's great advice and an important point to make is that what's what matters to you and your goals are they might change throughout your training career like mine have and like yours have and that's absolutely okay like you've got to recognize that different things can serve you at different phases of your life and that's something that obviously hopefully both of us can be an example of as well yes for sure yeah i am yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey, I think. And it does it does change. It's never just the same. And I never know whether I'm going to go back to body composition based goals or stay with this. Like it does. It does just change. But it's it's exciting. 
Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Laura. Where can people find you across social media and do you have a website, etc.? So my uh, on Instagram is where I post um, mainly. So that's just at Laura Bardsley and my website is lbcoaching.org. And yeah, that's where you'll find me. Perfect. For anyone interested, I will put Laura's details in the description down below. Thank you so much for listening. Please do make sure you give her a follow. And if you could like, subscribe and share on your Instagram story, if you are listening to the podcast, it would mean the world. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Full Ball and you can use my code, which is Danny10 at the checkout to save you a little bit of money. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.